On a cold winter night in 2004, a 21-year-old college student named Maura Murray disappeared after she crashed her car on the side of a dark country road in New Hampshire. The details of her disappearance have intrigued armchair detectives, internet sleuths, and true crime authors for years. Did a series of bad events prior to her disappearance give her a reason to run away from the life she had? Or was there something more to the change in her behavior that she needed to escape from? Now, 17 years after Mora vanished, will a recent discovery at a construction site finally solve part of this mystery? Or will we never really know what happened to her? This is Episode 7 of Season 2 of They Disappeared. Escape to Nowhere. The Disappearance of Maura Murray. Maura Murray was born on May 4, 1982, in Brockton, Massachusetts, to Fred and Lori Murray. When she was six years old, her parents divorced, and Maura and her siblings were raised by their mother in the small town of Hanson, on the south shore of Massachusetts. Maura was described as an overachiever, excelling in both academics and athletics. She was a National Honor Society member and was considered a top-tier competitive runner, breaking several of her school's long-standing track records and being selected as a Boston Globe All-Scholastic in cross-country. When she was a sophomore, she qualified for the U.S. National Scholastic Outdoor Championships, finishing 33rd in the country in the two-mile cross-country qualifier. Mora would go on to graduate high school at the top of her class, and with her extensive list of accomplishments, she had a long line of colleges and academic and athletic scholarships to choose from. However, she would instead accept a congressional nomination from then-U.S. Senator Ted Kennedy so that she could join her sister Julie at the West Point Military Academy, located in New York, north of the city. It was during her first semester at West Point that Mora became friends with a cadet named Megan Sawyer. It was Megan who would be the first person Mora confided in about her personal struggles with bulimia. But by then, Mora's bulimia was so severe that most of the cadets that roomed near her and with her had adjusted to the sounds of her throwing up after a meal. Now the daily routines for a student at West Point are difficult, and are often compared to the same rigors one endures in basic military training. Each cadet is assigned a specific chore and duty at 4.30 a.m. each day that they must complete. They are also expected to read the newspaper front to back daily, as they could be quizzed on current events at any time during that day. All of this on top of regular class schedules. Perhaps it was from this pressure that in August of 2001, Mora attempted to steal makeup from the Fort Knox Commissary at West Point. An honor investigative hearing was convened on the matter, and Mora pled guilty to the theft in front of the Cadet Advisory Board. The Honor Board recommended 
that she be separated from the Corps of Cadets, which would result in her likely expulsion from West Point. While waiting on the final decision from the Academy Superintendent, on January 2nd, 2002, Mora withdrew from West Point. She chose to start over, enrolling in the University of Massachusetts Amherst to study nursing. It was while she was enrolled at Amherst that Mora took a job as a campus security guard. But despite the reset in her life, Mora continued to battle with her inner demons. And in November of 2003, she was caught using a stolen credit card when pizza purchases were traced back to her dorm room after another female UMass student filed a report when unauthorized charges began appearing on her credit card statements. Mora would confess to the crime, informing police she had been using the card number after finding it on a receipt in a campus trash can. She was put on three months probation, with the stipulation that the charges would be dismissed with her good behavior. But in less than three months' time, Maura Murray would become a missing person. On the evening of February 5th, 2004, Maura was working her campus security job when she received a phone call from her sister, Kathleen. Shortly after that call ended, Mora had what was described by her supervisor as a breakdown, crying uncontrollably one minute and then becoming unresponsive and needing physical assistance to get back to her dorm room. As to what actually caused Mora's breakdown, Mora's sister Kathleen would say later that her call with Mora was an emotional one in which she described her battle with alcohol abuse and an unsympathetic fiancé. This may or may not have caused such an emotional response. A theory that has been looked into is a hit-and-run incident that occurred near Amherst involving another UMass student named Patrit Vasi. Between 12 midnight and 1 a.m., around the same time Mora had taken a break from her job at the security desk to get coffee and food before returning, Around 1.20 a.m., Mora had her emotional breakdown. Whether or not Mora was actually the driver involved in the hit-and-run incident is unknown and mostly speculation. But what is certain is that over the next four days, Mora was going to be directly involved in two car accidents, the last of which she would disappear from. On Saturday, February 7th, Fred Murray arrived in Amherst to visit with Mora. And according to early reports, he was going to help her buy a new car, because her 96 Saturn was starting to fall apart. After going out to eat, Fred allowed Mora to drop him off at his motel room so that she could use his car to attend an on-campus party. 
At approximately 3.30 a.m., Mora crashed her father's car into a guardrail, leaving it inoperable. At the scene, the tow truck driver offered Mora a ride, which she accepted to return to her father's hotel room, where she informed him of the accident. On Monday, February 9th, Fred left Amherst, needing to rent a car to return home to Connecticut. Mora would return to her dorm. At 3.30 p.m., she performed an online search for driving directions to Stowe, Vermont, and made a call about renting a condo in Bartlett, New Hampshire. She emailed her boyfriend, telling him she would call him later. Next, she emailed her work supervisor and college professors, informing them she would be gone for a week due to a death in her family, which was a lie. She then withdrew the balance of her checking account, $280 from an ATM. And at 3.40 p.m., she entered a liquor store, leaving with a significant amount of alcohol. And then she drove off, leaving Massachusetts around 4 p.m. Unaware of the 17-year mystery her actions were about to create. At 7.27 p.m., the Grafton County Sheriff's Department received a call from Faith Westman a local resident who had witnessed a car accident at the Hairpin Turn on Route 112, just outside her house in Haverville, New Hampshire. At around 7.30 p.m., Butch Atwood, a school bus driver on his way home, saw Mora standing near her crashed car and stopped to ask her if she needed assistance and offered to call police to help her. According to Atwood, Mora declined, indicating she had already called AAA. A call AAA would later say they had no record of. Acting alone, at 7.43 p.m., Butch Atwood also called police to report the accident. Haverville police, already en route from the earlier reported call, arrived on the scene just three minutes later, at 7.46 p.m. According to the official police report from that night, the responding officer found Mora's car abandoned and crashed into a tree, rendering it inoperable. So in the span of 10 to 15 minutes based on that timeline, Mora Murray had disappeared from a dark country road in the middle of nowhere. Widespread searches for Mora conducted in the aftermath of her disappearance, have yielded very few clues. Her odd behavior and shift from a top-tier student and athlete to committing small crimes and being dishonest are baffling and add more speculation to this mystery. But the story of Maura Murray's disappearance doesn't necessarily end here. Books, blogs, and websites dedicated to Maura Murray can be found all over the internet. 
One of the best ones out there that I found is moramurraymystery.com, run by true crime author James Renner. James has done extensive research on Mora's case and wrote a book called True Crime Addict in which he detailed his personal investigation into Mora's background and the events leading to her disappearance. The one big takeaway I got from his book was an inside look into the law enforcement investigation of Mora's case. According to John Healy, a now-retired New Hampshire state police officer that investigated Mora's disappearance, Butch Atwood, the last known person to see Mora, had given three different versions of his interaction with her on the night she vanished. In one version, Atwood told officers he got out of his bus to speak with Mora. In another version, he indicated that Mora was still in her car, with the airbag in her face. And finally, he said that Mora was outside the car, declining his offer to help. Healy interviewed Atwood one last time, after Butch had retired to Florida. According to Healy, Butch Atwood refused to cooperate with him and would not answer any questions. In 2018, Butch Atwood passed away. If he had any answers, he took them to his grave. So where does that leave Mora's case today? On September 14th of this year, human remains were found during the construction of a gondola on Loon Mountain in Lincoln, New Hampshire, just 16 miles from where Mora's car had crashed. Testing on those remains may take several months. And until we know for certain that these are in fact the remains of Mora Murray, her whereabouts will either remain a mystery or a new mystery will come from this discovery to determine how she got there or who put her there. What I can say for certain is that Maura Murray's actions on the day she left Amherst suggest she needed to escape from her current situation. Whether she meant to be gone permanently or just temporarily is unknown. And until she is found, we can say for certain that for 17 years, she has escaped to nowhere. Thank you.